You are listening to the Asking for a Friend podcast, an elder-led ministry at Believer's Baptist Church in Emory, Texas. The Asking for a Friend podcast exists as a weekly resource for the edification and knowledge of God's people. My name is Jason Rowland. I am one of the elders of Believer's Baptist Church, and with me on the podcast today is Philip Castleton, another one of our elders. Thank you for listening in, whoever you may be and wherever you may be. And our prayer is always that the Lord would bless this particular episode to you as a means of grace for your spiritual growth. Philip, we've got a question that has come to us from outside of our um, normal way, and it is, it's a question that I think is probably one that many people have um, perhaps wondered about, but are there varying degrees of sin? Are there varying degrees of sin? And so... Um, I guess the reason why the question is asked is because um, what we typically say in Christendom is uh, all sin is the same. All sin is the same. And there is a truth to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's some reasons for that being true. Uh, But then we also recognize that there are things in the Scripture that help us to think uh, perhaps that may not be quite as uh, cut and dry, as clear as we think. Mm -hmm. So let's discuss it and think about it. Is all sin the same? Yes and no, like you just said. Right. Um, I would say yes in this sense. Um, Even the slightest offense of... And and let's just define sin for a moment. It's the... I think the Westminster... I won't get this perfect. The the Westminster Confession of, of Faith says something to that. It is any violation of God's law or any want or conformity, right, to it. So Lack not, of conformity? Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant by yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, so it's, um, it, I, if, if, I per, if I violate the law or I don't live up to its demands, mm-hmm. either one would be a sin, So or, right? right? So in that sense, um, knowing what the definition is, right, not living up to um, the law or, or violating it in some way, the answer I would say is yes, they're all the same in this in this way. Every one of those sins, whether it's um, violating a, a command or not living up to um, a command, um, however that works out, um, separates us from God. Okay, and it and it leaves us open to and liable to um, just His just wrath. Okay, so in that sense, yes, they are all the same. The smallest white lie, the 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 slightest um, bad intention, right? Um, the lustful thought um, will will just as quickly um, remove me and and leave me subject or remove me from God's blessing and leave me subject to God's wrath as the most vile, wretched, and heinous murder. Right. Okay, so in that sense, they are the very same. Right, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Right. Um, uh, James Mm 2.10 says that whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. Right. Well, we we sometimes think of the law as laws instead of the law. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so what we do is we think, well, I, I have only broken one of them. Well, no, you haven't. You've broken the law, not a law. 
the law. Um, it's like you don't if your the windshield on your vehicle is either broke or it's not, right? right? And you're either pregnant or you're not. Right. Well, you're, you've either broken the law or you haven't. Right, because they're all connected. Yeah, that's all one lawgiver, and that's the argument he's going to make. Because what you've done is <laughs> violated the lawgiver, right? Right. One lawgiver is given all of the laws. Right, it's one law under one lawgiver, mm-hmm. and so when you violated it, you violated him. So in that sense, yes, all sins are equal because all of them will ultimately leave you subject to the wrath of God. Now, in a different sense, they're not all equal because both in the context of temporal and ultimately, uh, as we were discussing earlier, eternal judgments, um, they don't all gather the same. Um, Punishments. I say that in the temporal <laughs> sense because I, um, I think it's obvious that um, we don't put people to death for thought crimes, right? If right. you have an improper thought about um, the girl walking down the street, um, you know, you weren't going to be stoned in the first century. But if you actually carried out the deed you had in your mind, whether physically, there's a good chance you might have been stoned in the first century, right? Right. Um, right now, sometimes our neighbor, we hate our neighbor, but we don't actually get the death penalty for it. But if you actually do what the law says you're doing and fulfill that action of hate and work it out in their murder, well, then you very well could get the death penalty or life in prison. So we don't... Um, we don't, the temporal consequences of sin are not always equal, right? Right. So in that sense, they're not the same. And even the eternal consequences of sin, we would argue, um, are probably not all equal. We believe that, um, and I don't know exactly how to quantify all this. Um, I think that, I think it's, the scripture evidence is the fact that if you, um, there are probably degrees of punishment eternally too. So, um, I don't know if it's based on, on quantity, quality, or, or how, how it works right. itself out, or a combination of the bunch. But, um, you know, the, uh, though the 10-year-old who's, who has been defiant to his parents and, and broken God's law and dies without Christ is going to suffer eternally in hell, um, I think that we could probably make a, a pretty valid um, argument that um, it won't it would be different for that person eternally than it might be for the person who has um, rejected um, a lot of light, mm-hmm. you know, and right. um, and done horrific, horrific, um, you know, crimes against you know God and man. Right. I think you're right in that the government, as we understand it from Scripture, has been given so that it might um, punish the evildoer and reward those who do good. So in the punishment of the evildoer, um, society has recognized that some crime, some um, offense, which would be sin, um, earn a lesser punishment than others. And um, I think that we see that and we understand that in Scripture. So, yes, in that sense, in a temporal sense, sins um, are different. They're, they're not um, they are rather varying degrees. They're in that sense, the, the temporal sense. But um, can I can I interrupt for a second because sure. I just had a thought that, uh-huh. that may help in thinking about this. You're right. And only uh, because I was going back to the text in Matthew 11 where he says, um, "Tyre and Sidon, uh, you know, um, it'll be more bearable yes. on the day of, of judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you." Right. Right. Uh, Capernaum. Well, here's what's interesting. 
it, it seems to be, according to scripture, that there's going to be a harsher judgment, not necessarily for the heinousness of a particular sin involved, but more about the amount of light given. That's right. Because here, Capernaum had seen, it was the hub of Jesus's ministry for a long time, and they had seen so many miracles and yet seemed not to repent. And it probably was that they were particularly heinous in their in their violation of God's law, right? right? I mean, they probably weren't doing anything different than you or I right. in, in reality, but they had received such light. Right. And they chose, and they did not repent in, in light of that. And God says it'll be more tolerable than even for Sodom and Gomorrah yes. than it would be for, um, for, for them. So that being said, I, I didn't mean to interrupt your thought, but I was thinking about that. It seems that in the context of eternal punishment, light and, and the amount of light given is going to be one of the primary things that determine how bad judgment will right. be. Right. Well, you read my mind because this is where I was going. Okay. Um, and for example, in Luke chapter 12, verse 47, and that servant who knew his master's will but did not get ready or act according to his will will receive a severe beating. But the one who did not know and did what deserved a beating will receive a light beating. Mm -hmm. Because everyone to whom much was given of much will be required. And from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand the more. Yeah. So I think that's what you're saying. um, And I think that's the truth. I, I don't know. I don't know how to articulate it well. I'm, I'm, I don't know how to say, well, um, I don't think we can say um, we've got these um, degrees of sin and this one is going to be worse than the other. We just need to understand that the Bible teaches us mm-hmm. that the more light you have, um, the greater the sin. Well, I think, yeah, I think the way to arti- I think the way to articulate that is to not put sins necessarily um, we, in the sense of um, like a murder is worse than a, a rape and a rape is worse than um, a stealing and stealing is worse than a lie, right? I, I don't know if that's helpful. Right. I think maybe if we would understand it in this way, it might be more helpful, at least from what we were just reading. Yes. Um, the more you've heard, the, the more judgment that's being heaped upon you if you do not repent. Right. So the greater your understanding the more that you've heard the gospel preached, the more often that you sit Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and you shun the very message that you've heard, you're heaping up more and more and more wrath. And this is exactly what he says to the Pharisees who've been given the oracles of God, right? Right. Who refuse to repent. You know, right. you're heaping up wrath for the day of judgment. And so I think that when we understand ultimately um, the, the biggest, the bigger violation isn't um, of the, the murder over the lie. But it's the rejection of Christ by the one who's heard is a greater violation than the rejection of Christ on the one who's heard less. Right. The one who only has creation as his witness will will suffer a very bad eternity. Right. But the one who is who has had creation and the particular revelation of Scripture and a, a, a Christian neighbor and a, 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 a godly pastor and a godly mother is going. It's going to be really, really really bad for right, that person. Right. Uh, some other uh, texts that we could go to when in thinking about this is James chapter 3, verse 1, um, where it says that those who preach and teach um, are under a more serious judgment 
um, than those who don't. Yeah, and I think that this ultimately, um, and I think we've talked about this before, but I think this ultimately um, helps, um, at least in my understanding of what it, uh, what is that sin unto death, or what is that um, ultimate, uh, um, what do they call the unpardonable sin, mm-hmm. right? I think it ultimately is sinning against light, mm-hmm. right? right? I mean, and you can imagine, it, we have a lot of light, but you can imagine if Jesus is standing in your presence, how much light you have, right? And to refuse that, right? Right. This is why he. This is what he's condemning in Matthew eleven. Yeah. People who have seen him face to face. Right. And we, we and we see other examples. You know where Jesus says to the Pharisees, "You strain out a net and swallow a camel." Mm-hmm. Um, we see it when um, we go to the Old Testament. Even for example. In the law, in Deuteronomy, for example, when we read of the unintentional and the intentional are the high-handed sins. Right. The unintentional had less sacrificial um, demands or requirements than the high-handed sin. Right. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 8, where Ezekiel is um, having visions and um, receiving the abominations that are being uh, visions of the abominations that are being uh, enacted within Jerusalem. And each time there's a movement in that text, and each time there is a stopping place, the angel will say, and greater abominations you'll see than these. Right. And he goes to the next one, and greater abominations you'll see than these. So it seems to be, and I think that would go to light. Yeah. These well, are, every warning that mm-hmm. is that is uh, shunned, mm-hmm. right, is is a shun a shunning of light. Yes. Every every you know, and I think you're. I think that's exactly what he's paying. I'm telling you now, it's going to get worse because of the warning I'm giving you now. Right. Right. I mean, ultimately, the warning I'm telling you that it's going to be worse later is because you're shunning the very one I'm giving you. Right. So let's think for a minute, Philip, how this would play out just in the life of the church, because ultimately, church discipline um, would fall. Uh, upon this mm-hmm. in some sense because if we don't have a degree of sin in other words we're not going to use uh, do church discipline on one who has continuous thoughts of lust well I, if you if you knew i mean if this person came in and confessed that i mean mm-hmm. i mean i don't know anybody who's doing that but if right, the person right. came in and said you know, I just had so and so thought about you know Sister right. Mary over there, right. and I'm and you know every day she walks by, and that, well there it goes again, and there, I mean at some point you probably would, but we just don't know, right? Yeah, yeah, but but if that person acts on their thoughts about Sister Mary, uh, undoubtedly, and, and then we do church discipline. Yeah, so there there is a sense in which, and, and maybe it goes back to the the consequences. Maybe it goes back um, to light because. In the process of church discipline, what do you have? You have one go, and then you have witness go, and then you have the church yeah. in, involved in that restoration so that there's a light a given of love and repentance, and we accept you, we want you to come back. Right. And you continually reject that to the point where we have to now say that you are an unbeliever. You've proven to be an unbeliever. Right. So um, maybe there's ties to the question, are there varying degrees of sin um, it's not just a, a cut and dry, simple answer. I mean, when you think about it, there's some ramifications. Oh, there are certainly ramifications. In fact, I think that um, there probably couldn't be any more serious r- a ramification 
in all of human history than there would be for the the average churchgoer today uh-huh. who has um, the the particular revelation of God mm-hmm. in in ten different translations on, on a shelf on at home mm-hmm. right I mean he's got ten different versions of the Bible sitting at home uh-huh. right and and he's got access to um, the internet, where it, it, you know the the gospel is ubiquitous, right? And I mean, there's pastors and preachers and stuff everywhere, and uh, there's a church corner, and you know, a church on every corner. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it has real ramifications because I think that there's probably, you know, as much as it is a blessing that we have all of this at our fingertips, it's an absolute curse if it's not taken advantage of, because it actually condemns us, and is going to be. Um, the evidence drawn against us on that day. Right. And, you know, saying that uh, makes me think about this as well. There are some sins that we bring consequences to our own body, mm-hmm. to yeah. our own self. Sexual sins. Sexual stuff, yeah. sins in particular. But also forsaking the assembling together as is the habit of some. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, when we continually, habitually forsake the gathering of God's people, we bring um, our own loss of the means of grace that God's given. Yeah. Yeah. We're abandoning what God has given us as a way of growth and sanctification. Right. Absolutely. Right. So varying degrees of sin, um, the answer is um, from Scripture, yes, according to light, Mm-hmm. Um, no, according to the fact that it separates us from God, and right. it has the same eternal consequence. Well, it has the same eternal consequence in the sense that we will serve all of eternity in the context of His wrath right. instead of His goodness. But I think that the argument from Scripture could be made that 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 wrath will look different for some than it does for others. Yes, I think we can More say that. More intense for some than others. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm hoping that we've answered the question. Yeah, as much as I know we can, right. I think. And uh, we pray again, as always, that God would bless this episode to those who are listening to this Asking for a Friend podcast episode. Um, may the Lord bless you as you listen. Amen. Amen.